0: Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perek Mem Aleph, Pasuk Aleph by Yehi B'chodesh Hashri by Yishmael ben Netanyahu. So we saw yesterday how there was such an initial joy and exultation among the remnants of Judea who were left behind by Nebuchadnezzar with Nebuchadnezzar's appointment of Gedaliah ben Achikam as his representative, as the military governor. He was given wide powers, he was given autonomy, and we saw that initially what a tremendous uh, renaissance occurred in the land. We saw that people came back from wherever they had been hiding or from other little cities or lands, uh, we saw one post say Edom when they heard this, all these people, they returned. So they all coalesced now around Gedaliah. There was great hope. There was great uh joy that what was seemingly a dark Possibly murderous uh, rule by Nebuchadnezzar had now become a model of autonomy and Jewish self administration. And then it is told to Gedaliah ben Achikam by his inner circle that the king of Ammon has hired a paid assassin amongst their own, uh, Yishmoel ben Netanya, whose job it is to kill Gedaliah. And Gedaliah refuses to accept this news, this report, saying it's and Hara, he will not listen to it, it's Sheker. And of course, as we've seen, the Mephoshim holds him very acutely responsible for not listening. That there are times where if it's a real threat, and here it was, you don't have the option to just ignore it and fall back on your chasidus. On your righteousness and say, "I don't want to hear lashon hara." And so we pick this up on Memarot, by Yehi in the seventh month, which is Tishrei, by Yisrael ben Netanya ben Elishama Mizera Hamlucha comes this Shmuel ben Netanya, a paid assassin in the inner circle of generals of Gedaliah, Mizera Hamlucha, that is strange. From the seed of the king, the Mephoshim tell us that, believe it or not, while he was not a direct descendant of David HaMelech, he is related in that his father going back was the son of Peretz, who is the son of Yehuda? It's a distant relationship, but a relationship nonetheless. And the Mephoshim say that could provide the answer why he undertook this, uh, Yeshua ben Netanyahu, because he felt, possibly, that as a, certainly a distant, but in the lineage of King David, he should have been appointed uh, governor of Judea, not Gedaliah ben Achikam. So in any case, in that seventh month, and we are not sure what the day of assassination was because the first of Tishrei would be Rosh Hashanah. We know we observed Song Gedaliah on the third day of Tishrei, but that is probably because um, on Rosh Hashanah you cannot have a Tannis or you shouldn't have a Tannis. It could be that he was assassinating, some say he was, on Rosh Hashanah itself. So Shmuel ben Netanya and his ten men with him, by eskidayah ben Achikam, the with the sword, by so they kill him, asher hivkid melech Bavel ba'orez. The person who the king of Babylonia chose to administer the territory of Judea. And that is Phrase is there repeatedly because it is in fortune say this assassination of Gedaliah was the proverbial nail, last nail on the coffin. It sealed the fate of Judea that had looked so promising and as we're going to see it turns into a very um, terrible, terrible era because of the reciprocity that Nebuchadnezzar is going to take for this assassination. So they kill him. We don't know. First day Rosh Hashanah, we do know that it's a very black day on the Jewish calendar and it is the Tzom Gedalia we fast on the third day. Again, not specifically because of Gedalia himself, but what he represented. He represented the last hope of perhaps a united Judea a restored Judea, if not to all of its glory, at least they were in their own land, in ministering and running their own lives. And it wasn't just Gidalia that he kills. He kills all those people. Remember, Mitzvah was his provisional capital where he had his headquarters, Gedaliah ben Achikam. And they were him. There were even Babylonians there that he had control of, Gedaliah ben Achikam. He kills them. The soldiers he called Yeshua, the soldiers who had returned from the field thinking they were secure under Gedalia, he kills them. Um, and so what happened is that the Gedalya invites them in. Uh, he invites them in into a banquet. And this is where we get that it could possibly be Rosh Hashanah, because this could have been a Suudas Rosh Hashanah. In any case, the killing extends to the Kaznim, the generals, the soldiers who return. Pasuk Dalet says it's two days after that assassination and no one knows. He had kept it secret, Yishmael ben Netanya, probably in order to buy time to construct a strategy of what he was doing. Uh, a strategy that would justify killing Gedalia. Now come travelers from Shem, Shilo, and Shomron, outlying cities of Judea. Shaving shaven a beard, the their clothes torn, in their skin cut, which was a sign of mourning, hashem. But bringing with them mincha and levona, the frankincense that you used in offerings in the beis HaMikdosh. What is going on here? Rashi says hashem yodin when they left their homes to start out on this journey. From uh, Shilo and Shomron and Shechem, they had no idea the Beit Hamikdash had been destroyed. So they are coming, Rosh Hashanah. They're bringing the materials for korbanos. Ubederech, but on the way, Shamu bekaru bedehem On the way, they learn that the Beit Hamikdash had been destroyed, and so they tear their clothes and they shave their beards radak says nonsense it can't be the base hamikdash was destroyed two months ago these cities shiloh shomron shem are not that far from Yerushalayim, that they don't know two months after the fact that the bias Arishon was destroyed says the radak um, It's two months after Echlo Shamu, Beshilo, Ubashem, Ubashomro, Kinil Kedar Yerushalayim, Vachor of Habias, the Golo Yisrael Mimeno. How could it be they have not heard of the destruction? Rather, says the Radak, (coughs) Chashru (coughs) Kevon Shehishir Nevuzardan, Dalas Ha'orets, because they learned that Nevuzardan had left the lowest elements there in Judea. They also thought that maybe the base Hamikdash, parts of it, is still intact. Shaloni tetzel usrafel was not destroyed. Kulo or mikzazo, if not the whole thing, part of it. That they heard there's a possibility of bringing their korbanos they find it is burnt now, says the Radak, they tear their clothes, they mar their skin because they know that it is in finality. We also learn that there are those who say that you could still bring to the Beis Hamikdash that karbanos and use wherever you could to make the Karbonos, the Rambam says, it teaches us that the base Hamikdash had Kedusha Lodoros. Its Kedusha survives, and so it might be appropriate to bring um, Karbonos. Moreover, the Gemara in um, Nida teaches us that you still did Kriya. You do Kriya when you approach or a Yehuda, or you approach the site of the Beis Hamikdash. so it was perfectly appropriate there to do the Kriya. It might not have been appropriate to mutilate the skin. That is definitely not a Jewish practice, but it could show you, as one uh, commentator says, how distant these people were from the real practice, that they didn't even realize they were violating a um, a, a An Esau of the Torah about mutilating your skin as a sign of mourning. So they're on their way there, whether you accept Rashi, that they didn't know the bias was destroyed, or the Radak, they learned on the way that the bias was destroyed. Nonetheless, they're bringing the korbanos, but they're bringing it in mourning. So now, Vayese Yisrael ben Netanyahu lekrosa min ha mitzvah. Yishmael comes out of his headquarters in mitzvah. And he is crying, crying openly, but they are, as Rashi says in the other Mekhoshim, they're crocodile tears. He's trying to show a a, a grief at what's happening, uh, but it is totally insincere. Now he goes out to greet them, and he says, Come back with me to... Mitzvah, and I will introduce you to Gedalia ben Achikam, who has now been dead for 48 hours. When he brings them into Mitzvah, he kills them, all 80 men. He throws them into the pit that he had thrown the others. Asara Nohim Nisubam, but there were ten men out of the eighty, and they Vayomu and Yeishmael, Altima Senu, don't kill us, Ki Yeishlanu, Matmonim, Basada, Hitim, Usaurim, Bashemin, Udrash. We know hidden storages in the fields of wheat and barley and oil and honey. And he stops by Yechttal below him, is Hafeim. he doesn't kill them with the rest. He wants to get those food storages. And by the way, portions tell us that in that year, the harvest, the produce, which is such plentitude that not since the first year that B'nai Yisrael crossed into Eretz Canaan under Yoshua, was there that much produce and that much output, that it had to be hidden in the fields. That's how great it was. The habara shehishlich from as kopi Rehan Shim all the bodies are thrown into that pit which he had killed among Gedaliyahu. Asher hekabiad Gedaliyahu, who Asher saw Melech Asa. This pit, incidentally, had a history. It was what the pit that Melech Asa had as a cistern because he was the king of Judea and made Basha Melech Yisrael. Basha was the king of Israel, whose sworn mission was to prevent the Jews from going north to the base Hamikdash. And Asa, he's designed to give them all the hospitality to encourage them. And so here he built a system, and now it's being used as a grave pit, which he fills, Yishmael Ben Netanyahu fills with bodies. amon and now look what this evil person does. And that's why the Obar Benel says, there is no rishus like the rishus of a Jew who decides he is rebelling against his people. What he does is take the remnants who had come to Mitzvah, who had come to live new lives under Gedalia ben Achikam, and he is taking them into Gullus to Ammon. Remember, it was the king of Amon who was his patron. He is taking them back to Amon. And again, we repeat that phrase that he is a kid Nabuzardun. Nabuzardun shows him because he was being picked directly and chose that, in other words, what a tragedy this is and the jealousy that it had engendered in this terrible man, Yishmael ben Netanyahu. So now what he's doing or what he's done is reverse Gullus. He is Putting his own people that had this renaissance of rebirth into Amon. In any event, by Yishma Yochanan ben Korach, and now Yochanan ben Korach, who remember was the man who came to Gidayol originally with this news that this man was a paid assassin. The Chol Sareh obviously they were not there at the time. He learns of the evil. They come to Battle him, And they find him by the water, the huge um cistern or fountain in a public park in Givon. <coughs> when the people see him, this army that's come to finally put an end to Shmuel, they rejoice, they have waste not a second defecting, the group he's taking back to Amon, they go back joyously to Yochanan Min Korah, and Yishmael ben Netanya, a penultimate coward, doesn't put up a fight, a resistance. He continues to flee for his life to Ammon. Nimlat bishmona anashim. He goes with eight men left in his entourage. with And he goes into the nation of Ammon to his patron king, who ordered the assassination. Va'yikach Yochanan ben Korach b'chol as Kosha Risa um, they gather the remnants of Sherhishivmi, A. Swab and Netanya. They take all the people that he had forcibly tried to bring to Amon. They take him Minhamitsvah from the mitzvah he took them. that Miikar Gidaya Ahikam, Gvarim, Anche Milchama, the Nushim, the Taf, the Sarisim, Givon. He brings them all back. The soldiers, the women, the children are now brought back to Mitzvah. but for the time being they live in a place of Kamoham. Uh, Kamoam was one was the son of Barzilai Hagiladi, who David gives his orders that Shlomo give him a special piece of land. This was Kamoham, uh, because Barzilai, if you will recall, was the only one initially loyal to David during Absalom's revolt, he stood by David and is rewarded. Um, and so, therefore, they they temporarily stop in in Kamoah. Hasher be'slechem near be'slechem Lolecha, lavo mitzrayim. And now they want to go to seek safety in Egypt because they are terrified. They are terrified that remember he killed Babylonians. He rebelled against um, Nebuchadnezzar. There are going to be terrible, and there are terrible prices to pay for this rebellion. So they are thinking of going to Egypt. Mipnei Akhasim explains why. Because of the Babylonians. Ki they're terrified. Ki ben They killed Gidalia the asher his kids, which... Was, who was chosen by Nebuchadnezzar to be the Melech uh, Babel chosen. Again, that phrase, because again, this is such a dark day on the Jewish calendar, not just because Gedaliah as a person, but Gedaliah as a symbol, because it's going to lead to the last vestige in Israel, losing any glimmer of hope or independence that they had within their grasp. And so it's a very tragic day uh, for them. And we're going to see how this plays out. 8.45 a.m. Monday. It is not over by far. Odd time. Okay. Okay. I didn't stop it.